We wish to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land we are recording on in Perth, Western Australia. The Wadjuk people of the Noongar Nation. We wish to acknowledge their continuing culture. And pay our respects to the Elders past, present and emerging. You're listening to Unscripted, the film show. You can't handle the truth! I'm walking here! I'm walking here! Here's Johnny! You're gonna need a bigger boat. I'll have what she's having. Wanna hear the most annoying sound in the world? It is that time again, uh, if you're listening live on Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM, you're listening to Cecilia and Rachel today on Unscripted, the film show. How are you, my dear? I'm good. A, um, yeah, all-female cast today. Actually, that's apt because it was International Women's Day yes. earlier in the week. So. Um, Not that we've kicked Lewis out. He's no. vacationing in the Hamptons. Hamptons? <laughs> Hamptons? I think I think he's at the Crown, isn't he? Yeah, in, at the Crown. So. I, his message said, "I won't be there. I'll be luxuriating." Luxuriating, yes, that's exactly what he said. So, great, um, good great word. Um, <laughs> but yes, it is. Um, it has been International Women's Day on on Tuesday, I think it was. Um, and let's just hop straight into it. I've got movies and stuff to review, but um, I do just want to read a couple of things for you that I've uh, found out this week, mm-hmm. and. I have to admit to you, I am—I found out this information directly from my favourite podcast, True Crime and Cocktails. So I'm—I'm I'm basically giving you their research. So okay. just so I people know. <laughs> disclosure. Full disclosure. Uh, just a couple of things. Uh, first, 1960, Joanne Woodward was the first person, not female, first person to be awarded a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Oh. Yeah. First person. Uh-huh. Very cool. And she, she was married to, uh, or Paul Paul Newman was married to her mm. for a whopping 50 years. <laughs> a whopping 50 That's a long time. That's a long time. Um, the first woman to win a Golden Globe for directing was Barbara Streisand in 1984. Okay. For Yentl. For Yentl. See, they're film-related things. Love it. Um, and did you know that apparently uh, Toy Story 2 was deleted? Like somebody at Pixar accidentally deleted the first I've never heard making this. of it. Yeah. So, so it's like when you're doing something on your computer and you uh-huh. hit a button and it goes Well, away. they were getting rid of unnecessary, what they thought were unnecessary Whoa. things um, and they wiped out a whole lot of stuff, like 90% of it. Um, but there was a uh, technical, I think she was a technical producer um, called Galen Sussman and she was... Um, on maternity leave and all of these things were getting sent to her every week. So she had a copy. She had saved a copy because oh. there was no backups happening. They they normally happen, but for a month it hadn't been happening and no one was checking the backups. Thank goodness to mm. her because it could have been a completely different film. Uh, well, actually, the funny thing is um, they weren't 100% happy with that original oh. and so a lot of it didn't make anyway. the final cut anyway. <laughs> but still... still. Woman working from home with with newborn, save the day. Um, And my final little fact or the final fact that I discovered from True Crime and Cocktails, and I'm going to read it exactly as Christy Oxborough uh, read it because I enjoyed her delivery. Um, 
Judith Love Cohen, born August 16, my dad's birthday, 1933, not that he was born that long ago, was an American aerospace engineer uh, who helped create the abort guidance system that rescued the Apollo 13 astronauts. While working on the problem, she took a printout of the problem to the hospital to work on while she was in labour. Oh, my goodness. She called her boss to say, yeah, I've solved it. And then she gave birth to Jack Black. No way. Way. No way. Way. Mind blowing. I know. Mind blowing. Can you see why I just took her, like, words directly? Because she just... Jack Black, Jack Black. Jack Black, Jack Black. That is insane. That's phenomenal. I love that. I know. Absolutely love that. A little bit of fun information there for you for uh, international... Women's Day, which was just a couple of days ago. That's amazing. And, of course, there's so many films out there directed by women starring or lead roles. Yes. So go and check them all out. Well, I think um, Gaslin, uh, Gaslin, uh, Galen Sussman is the executive producer for Lightyear, which is um, the the one with with Chris Evans doing the voice for Buzz Lightyear. That's right. So um, they, they gave her... A, a nice big fat job, which is good. Well, she already had one, but anyway. Um, so on this week's show, um, I have a couple of movies to review. The One of them is um, called uh, Frida Kahlo. Um, I don't know if that's its exact. Yeah, it's just Frida Kahlo, the icon, the oh, artist. Icon. Uh, so this this documentary came out sort of last year, but it because of... COVID restrictions and stuff, it didn't get the audience it deserved. So I watched that this week and um, that'll be screening at, at Lunar Cinemas. So I'll be talking about that. Um, I'll be talking about a new Sa- Stan Sebastian film um, that hit Star oh, or, I think on I've Disney. Seen this. Have you actually watched Fresh? it? Fresh. I have seen you this. Watched it? Yes, I did. Oh, my God. I am surprised. Well, I mean, part of me is not surprised, but the other part I will have to discuss off air because we can't really give stuff away. I think I'm just slightly obsessed with Sebastian Stan at the moment because I've been watching him in um, Pam and Tommy. Oh, no. We stopped watching it because Tommy Lee's character was... um, Making me too angry. I just I, he made me angry, but I thought he did a such a good job in it. So yeah, I, I seen Fresh come off. I was like, yeah, I'll give that a go. But yeah, it's it's quite an insane film. It's so. it's bonkers, mm. absolutely bonkers. Um, so that's on Star, which is uh, through Disney Plus. Um, and then I watched a TV show called um, now this is old. It's Dirty John, but it's the second season, so it's about Betty Broderick. So. Oh. That's what I've got to talk about today. What about you? Well, I have been watching a series called Servant, which is on uh, Apple TV. Has this got Ron Weasley in it? It certainly does have Ron Weasley in it. I downloaded iTunes uh, on Apple because... I heard an interview with him about that and I downloaded it specifically to watch it and then I didn't watch it. And I've cancelled my subscription because I have too many subscriptions. Oh, yes. So I had to get rid of uh, Stan the other day. I had to wipe him. I had to get rid of it. Oh, I need to get Stan (laughs) because there's a couple of good things on there at the moment. I just have too many going on. But, you know, this series, uh, Seven, it's in its third series at the moment. So it has been on for a little bit. But I did binge watch the first two seasons and it's just been renewed for a fourth and final. 
season. So that's kind of what I've been watching. But I've just also been keeping tabs with, you know, some of the news as well. You know, today Disney released the uh, teaser trailer for Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, So that's going to be streaming on May 25th. And I think it'll probably hit limited cinemas too so so it's a movie is it it's not a series yeah so so can i just ask disney to to just slow the f down with the star wars stuff please there's too much i'm so behind i'm behind on star wars i'm behind on marvel um Oh, sorry, it is a series, not a film. Oh, right, 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 right. <laughs> I do right. apologise. Yes, no, it's Like, a they are just pumping them out quicker than I can consume them. I know. I don't have time, man. Who does? But, um, yeah, I think it, it begins 10 years after the events of Star Wars Revenge of the Sith, uh, where Obi-Wan Kenobi faced his greatest defeat, the downfall and corruption of his best friend and Jedi apprentice, Anakin Skywalker, who turned to the dark side as the evil uh, Lord Darth Vader. That's the synopsis I'm reading right. direct from the Has the it got e- um, Ewan McGregor in it? Ewan McGregor is reprising. Uh, can, can I tell you, I'm not a fan of his anymore. I'm not really either. But it, it is because he cheated on his wife. I think so too because I am no I, – I, I love Moulin Rouge and I make no – I, I tell people that all the time. Yeah, yeah I, I would say that I once loved Ewan McGregor, but mm-hmm. yeah, over the years I've just kind of gone, nah. Yeah, he, nah. he uh, cheated on his wife of many, 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 many years um, with Mary. She's got a three-banger name. She does. Mary something Winstead? Mary. Yeah, yeah, yep. Mary. That's the one. They met on Fargo. <laughs> I did, and she was also in um, Birds of Prey. And she was in... Sure, uh, Scott Pilgrim is what I think of her. Oh, yes, of course yeah. she was in Scott Pilgrim. And I think she starred in 10 Cloverfield Lane as well yep. with um, John Goodman. But, so. yeah, put them both in the bin. No interest in them. Put them in the bin. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I'm sorry, but I have no patience for cheaters. Yeah, it's a bit naughty. I mean, at least, yeah, because, you know, if you're having marital issues, either try and sort them out or officially get divorced and, and move on. Yeah, if, if you're feeling feelings for somebody yeah, else that you're working with, um, maybe there's something going wrong in your marriage and you need to explain to the person that uh, having feelings for someone, yeah. I think we need to break up. Visibility and transparency, but behind, yeah. So. Uh, but I mean, I, I've never been in one of those because cl- I guess they're working very close to each other all the time and when you're acting, there's emotions involved and then they, I don't know. Who knows? But, yeah, I think, <sighs> yeah. But anyway, so uh, you've also got Joel Edgerton uh, in this. Kamali Nanjani. I can never say his name. Kamal Ninjani. Thank you. You say it so perfectly mm. and he's so fantastic. I wish I could. So, yeah, a few people in that series as well. Uh, it's also directed by Deborah Chow, uh, woman. There you go. She is a woman. She Congratulations. Woman. Uh, so that, that'll be interesting. And, yeah, a delight for Star Wars fans if you're managing to keep up with all the Star Wars yeah, content, which it sounds like it's quite difficult to do at the moment. I haven't watched Mandalorian first or second season. Um, there's some other new one, Boba Fett. Not haven't watched that either. Um, and then on the Marvel side of things, still haven't watched Loki, still haven't watched um, Black Widow, haven't watched Captain America and the... Winter Soldier, mm. uh, I think that's what it's called. I'm soups behind, really behind. Um, but, yeah, I'm just got issues. I've got issues. Got issues. Isn't that a song? 
Uh, probably, but you're definitely more you. knowledgeable re music than I am. So. Oh, look, I don't know. Let's let's check it out, and we'll be. Um, we'll I guess we'll be back after I've, I've figured it out. <laughs> maybe, 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 maybe. Um, what I were the lyrics again? I'll Google them. Um, because you got issues. Because you and got I got issues. Issues. One of them is, how about and I need you? I've got issues. I feel like it's a, I'm sorry, people are like. Oh, I think you might be right. Ears me, are burning. Julia Michaels. Oh, okay. There you go. And I, I hear, I was thinking it was like Selma Gomez. No, that's not her name, is Selma it? Selma Gomez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Selena Gomez. Yeah, that Selena. one. Selena, I don't know why I know that too. But. Oh, God. <laughs> anyway, we'll be back in a moment. Yeah, so um, we're back. Julia Michaels, <laughs> I think it's the song that you're thinking. It's called Issues. Yeah, makes uh, sense. It's about... Uh, Having issues. An upbeat anthem about a relationship between people who have issues. <laughs> but... <laughs> But love don't each you other. love? Don't you love Google? Yeah, but love each other enough to work past them, uh, which is quite apt considering we were just talking about relationships, um, cheating, and things like that. But uh, uh, I was going to say, um, were we? But I can't remember. Like five minutes ago, so it's fine. I'm jealous. <laughs> um, <laughs> you reading the lyrics? <laughs> oh my god! And then it goes down to, um, what do we got? I get angry, baby. Believe me. <laughs> And then the chorus is, because I got issues, but you got them too. <laughs> but got issues. But got so maybe it's that song. I can't um, I'm pretty sure it is. Um, <laughs> and that's okay. No one tuned in for um, us to sing. So I, apologies. January 13th in 2017. Did not know it was that old. There you go. Thought it was a new song. Um, that just goes to show you I'm old. Yeah, I'm, I'm old. old. Um, that was a reference to Back to the Future too, by the way. Oh. I'm old. And then you're supposed to say, I'm young at the same I'm time. <laughs> Don't you remember that? No, because when I say I'm old, I was thinking of something different. Oh, what are you thinking reference. of? So the Mighty Bush. Oh. When he's like, I'm old, Greg. Oh. Because <laughs> normally at my household, if someone says, I'm old, the other person says, I'm young. Well, I completely stuffed that up, didn't I? I know for next time. Do you know what scene I'm talking about, though? I can't remember, so, to be honest. So, Back I've to the Future, the the old, um, so Marty's uh, partner. Why cannot I remember her name? I think it's Jen. No, it can't be. Anyway, so she walks in the door um, of the house and then the old one is there and the new one is there and they see each other and they faint and at the same time one of them says I'm old and the other one says I'm new. Anyway, uh, not supposed to explain these things on air because that's weird. Well, you know, I haven't seen it for so many. I think the last time I watched Back to the Future was on my way to camp on one of those buses at oh my TV gosh. back in year six or seven, which was many moons ago because I am old. I'm young. <laughs> I wish, I wish I was young. Um, so I got to watch a screener for Frido, uh, Frida Kahlo. So if I'm hoping that most people will be aware of who Frida Kahlo is. She was an iconic painter mm. from Mexico. Um, her heritage, her mum is actually 
uh, part Indian and part Spanish, and her dad is German. So he wow. was a German immigrant, and he um, was a painter himself, uh, learnt all the European styles and all that sort of stuff. And so a lot of her artistic flair came from him. He was also a photographer. So he taught her... Um, a lot about how to to sit in photos because um, that later comes up because Frida Kahlo's, a lot of her paintings are self-portraits. About one third of her paintings are self-portraits. Wow. Yeah, so um, she had... The, the thing about this documentary is this is part of the uh, exhibition on screen documentary series which, which Luna Palace um, Cinemas has and presents and it, it, it's... This particular one doesn't just focus on her art, but it focuses on her life as well, which a lot of the exhibition on screens do if it's specific to one particular artist. Um, But there was so much about Frida Kahlo that I did not know. Mm. Um, So she was born in 1907 and she died at the age of 47 in 1954. So very, very young. Um, And I was under the impression because I knew she had health issues and she um, had lots of surgeries and back issues and everything. I thought this happened because she had polio as a child. She did have polio as a child, but she was also in a horrific accident. Um, she was right. on a bus um, with her boyfriend at the time. She's actually studying to be a doctor. Wow. Yeah. And it's kind of kind of threw that out of out of the water. So she had um, she was in this car this accident where two buses or trams kind of collided, and um, people in that accident died. And she um, she had like uh, a broken collarbone and a broken fractured spine. She had a metal handrail pierced her Gee. her um, pelvis. Wow. So. She, because of this, she spent her entire life in pain and getting surgeries and a lot of this stuff came through in her art. Um, and her art is so interesting. I've never really thought about it that much. I've actually never really thought it was that great. It never really um, sparked my interest. Mm. But when I watched the documentary, I thought how wild it was that it was not of an interest to me when I'm a massive um, Vincent van Gogh fan and even though their artwork is different there's a similarity where they're bringing their personal experiences into their paintings and Vincent van Gogh is also known for self-portraiture um, and some of the stuff that Frida Kahlo was doing was really really pushing the boundaries of art at that time um, she had a miscarriage and she painted this painting of herself, a self-portrait of her. It's called um, uh, Henry Ford's Hospital, I think, because at the time her husband, um, Diego Rivera, was was there in Detroit with her. He was a muralist, so he was doing some murals. And um, she had this miscarriage, so there's this painting of her on a bed, hospital bed, completely naked, um, and there's... um, excuse your ears some people may be offended um, and it may be triggering for some people but um, she's there's a a fetus in the picture and there's all these like veins that go to her body um, and things that she felt about the miscarriage and everything there's vaginal blood on the bed Um, it's it's not really something that you would normally see in art Mm -hmm. Um, certainly not represented in in the 30s when it was painted so 
she really, really pushed the boundaries at the time. And even though she had a couple of, um, a couple of, uh, what do you call them? Exhibitions while she was alive. Her fame really grew after her death, mostly. Um, her husband was part of the like political art, artistic political kind of um, sect that was going on in Mexico at the time. Um, they were both members of the Communist Party, so they were very a very interesting couple. So, if if this sparks your interest. Don't know how it couldn't. Um, it is screening this weekend um, at, at Luna Cinemas and also at Windsor Cinemas on Wednesday. Um, for exact details, just go onto the Luna website and you'll find all of that information. Uh, but it's probably one of the best exhibition on screens that I've seen. Um, and I've seen a lot of them because it is my particular mm-hmm. uh, thing when these exhibition screen uh, exhibition on screens things happen it's it is always me who is watching them because it's my thing so i am going to give this um, four broken bones Wow. I'm having a bit of a look at her art now as we speak because Mm -hmm. when I think of Frida, I think of self-portrait too Mm -hmm. because that's what I've seen. But some of her art's very provocative. I'm kind of running through it now and there's one called uh, A Few Small Nips. Um, Oh, yeah. And it's this very very evocative, but it depicts a gravely injured woman lying on blood-stained sheets Mm. overlooked by a looming male. That's probably a bit dark to to speak on radio but um it's very provocative but yeah i'm going through it now and i've just seen the one that you mentioned and Mm. it's very uh there's a lot to unpack in those yeah those uh, paintings for sure there's a couple of paintings quite a few where she's used her knowledge of science in her paintings because it's obviously in that one she's got paintings of fetus Mm. a fetus and everything not something most women in the 30s would know exactly exactly what that would look like she's got other paintings where she's painted quite detailed hearts and that's the thing about Frida Kahlo she's her paintings were very very detailed um yeah just I, I I just feel kind of excited that I've and annoyed that I've, I've, it's taken me until I'm 40 to discover <laughs> and appreciate Frida, Frida Kahlo. So, but anyway, you get that. I'm, I'm really wanting to go and watch um, the Selma Hayek film that came oh, out course. a few years ago yeah. about her. So, yeah, yeah. I've, I've just suddenly been inspired to kind of look into her a bit more now as well. Although, yeah, some of her art's quite bleak, I would say, and quite um, nihilistic almost. Yes, it is. Um, but, um, I suppose yeah. that's the, the beauty of art is it's supposed to make us think. And, yeah. yeah, and she really, she said she painted her reality. She had wow. a tough, Sounds tough life. Like it. Yeah. yeah, from all the things that I'm um, reading at the moment. So mm. very interesting. But anyway, I, I, I loved it. Shall we talk about Fresh? Should we? We probably should because this is a film that you and I have both seen. Streaming on Disney or Yeah, it is Disney. It's it is Hulu. uh, Is it Hulu? It's Star. It's called Star. Um and Star really has a thing for Sebastian Stan at the moment. Yes. Uh because he's got the Pam and Tommy thing. Yes. Um and some of the stuff on Star is quite dark yeah this particular film is extremely dark (laughs) 
<laughs> um, do you want to synopsize without sure. giving anything away? Yeah, this do you is think a, you can do I that? I think I can do this. Okay. All right, let's start with the fact that we meet Noah. She's this young woman who's trying her hand, I suppose, at online dating. So she's using all those wonderful apps where you <laughs> swipe left, swipe right. And she's just having some bad luck with dating. She keeps going out with these guys who are just losers they only want one thing from her and she's looking for something a little bit more meaningful is what i gather yeah uh but you know she's got this good friend as well who i can't remember the name of um, molly i think or is you. it hope i think you might be right i think, I think it, it might, might be, molly. be molly but anyway she's one day she's out the supermarket and she's very casual dressed in a tracky dack she's just run out she needs something from the shops but she happens to run into a man named Steve and he's very flirty they exchange numbers and then I suppose they they hit it off really quickly start spending a lot of time together and you know he's very charming is mm-hmm. it's almost too perfect yeah aren't psychopaths always charming exactly particularly one it's that you're a gonna little pick bit up. of a hint yes uh, anyway uh, he invites Noah away for a weekend gathering and uh, things go downhill pretty quickly uh-huh from there what I love about this film there's a few things that I, I wouldn't say I hated anything about this film. There were things that were difficult to watch. Mm. Um, it, I mean, if if you're not a fan of horror, like I, I know we're not giving much away here, but I don't know if I'd watch this if I wasn't a fan of horror films. <laughs> it's, I don't know. I think you're right. There's It's very horror-based. Uh, it's but gruesome in parts as well. It's bloody horror too. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Really, you wouldn't watch this unless you were a fan of, of those types and of I things. And I think the thing is when you see the trailer and when you see information about it, you're, re- you're really not given a whole lot of information. So when you get to the 30-minute mark, mm-hmm. all of a sudden um, poop goes down mm. and mm-hmm. they're very aware of that 30-minute mark because this is where they have the, the credits so they lead, They have 30 minutes oh, of story. Oh, I forgot about that. And that then was the an credits interesting start, yes. choice, wasn't it? I thought so too. <laughs> um, oh, my God. I watched this with headphones on. Right. Mistake. <laughs> Mistake. So um, that's my only suggestion. Don't. Maybe not with headphones. Mm. Um, I, I really, oh, I don't want to say enjoyed this film, but it's interesting, isn't it? I think it was really well done. It is interesting. And I think, yeah, like I say, I really enjoyed that credit part at the 30-minute the mark when things start going downhill. I did get a bit of an inkling from the trailer as to what the story or how it was going to progress, yeah. mainly because I've seen a similar films in the past. Yeah, I think I know which film you're talking about mm. and I don't really want to give that away. Yes. Uh, but yeah, of course, because it's going to give other things away. And, I mean, look, the yeah. title of this film may even give things away for some people. It I don't didn't know. to me. Okay. So maybe I'm just um, not very clever. Um, but it's directed by Mimi Cave and written by Lauren Kahn. So um, Females in Charge. It's another international... Women's Day thing oh, going on. It's all girl this, stuff, perfectly. man. <laughs> and the other thing I've got to talk about is about girl stuff too. Um, look, if you've got Star and you think it's it sounds interesting, I would definitely recommend it. It's yeah. wild. It's also a good reminder to be careful with online dating. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> 
Literally and I just schools. I love her friend, Molly. Oh, she's, she's sassy. Oh, so cool. cool. Uh, mm. Everyone needs a friend like Molly who's just like reminding you not to be an idiot. Yeah, and can also pick up on when things are wrong. Yeah. Too, and know that, yeah, yeah, something's not right. She's she's legit the best. Um, I am going to give this um, four red wines. Ooh, I'm going to score this. Three and a half. Oh, no, that will give it away. Yeah, I know. I had to think about mine too. <laughs> Three and a half. Oh. No, it's going to give it away. <laughs> Three and a half dudes that don't have Instagram. Three and a half dating apps. <laughs> <laughs> There's probably millions more of that. Unfortunately. <laughs> we'll be back in a minute. Did you know that Fremantle has its very own art house cinema? You'll find Luna on Essex, midway along Essex Street in the heart of Fremantle, screening an incredible variety of niche, foreign language and quality mainstream films in comfortable and intimate surrounds. It feels more like your own home movie theatre rather than a cinema. Catch up with friends for a pre-show drink in the fully licensed alfresco area or enjoy a glass of wine and a cheese platter during the movie. Check out what's on along with details of forthcoming films, festivals and added value events at lunapalace.com.au. So um, how do you feel about murder? Murder. Uh, look, you know, it's not a good thing, but... Um, <laughs> I'm against it as, a, as on as a principle. General, yeah. Uh, <laughs> what context are we talking? <laughs> I don't know. I just I just wanted a different kind of segue and that was the one I went I with. I liked it. Um, murder. Because, murder because I'm an idiot. Oh, here we go. FYC, she drives me crazy. Oh. I was just looking for a particular song, song that's all. And you've got it. I found a song. Excellent. Um, because I, uh, there's something about crazy, hey? I found another song I was thinking about playing at the end. Prince, let's go crazy. So let's there you go. go anyway... Um, so, did you ever watch Dirty John or listen to the podcast? Dirty John, no. I have never. So, it was about a uh, man played in the TV show by Eric Banner who was a manipulative, um, controlling... Uh, basically, he was coercively controlling this new partner of his and um, it didn't end well for him. In the end, um, but it's based on a true story. Um, and they made a second season called Betty Broderick. And this is a very, very famous um, uh, case from the 80s where a wife or an ex-wife went in. I'm not spoiling anything. I'm pretty sure it's in the trailer. Um, she kills her ex-husband and the ex-husband's new wife. Yes. And this happens after two years of legal battles and, you know, him keeping her away from her children, um, calling her insane, gaslighting her. Um, and he is a very well-known, very well-connected and very rich lawyer. And it is because of his wife who worked and had children to put him through first medical school. Oh, my goodness. And then when he decided he didn't want to be a doctor, put him th um, through lawyer school, um, <laughs> whatever you want to call law it. School. Uh, law school. <laughs> law school. Yeah, that's better than lawyer school, isn't it? <laughs> <coughs> so, 
And then, you know, she keeps the house. She she takes care of the four kids. Four kids. That's a lot of kids. And being a mother is all she ever wanted to do, mm. you know. And then he starts having an affair and um, makes it very difficult for her to see her children. There's this protra- a long protracted divorce and she kind of goes loopy and kills them. But right. it was a very big, big story because a lot of women really supported her mm. because they said, we've got no power when it comes to divorce. Um you know, we're not protected and, you know, if you've got a man who, like in the, in this case, he was, this story is, a, again, another story about coercive control. You know, you start watching it and thinking, you know, he's quite a gentleman. But then the more you watch it, you realise he's actually a narcissistic, you know, mm. manipulative, controlling person um and he's in control of all the bank accounts and uh, that's kind of how it was for a long time Uh, and and in the end the females end up with nothing because um the men have got all the money but anyway and everything in their name so yeah it, it made history because um there were a lot of people who were fully supporting her with what she did I didn't because <laughs> even though I could understand what brought her to that, <coughs> excuse me, um, I still felt like, you know, think about your kids. Yes. Just as as horrible as he was being, you need to just get to a point where you just get on with it, be civil, try to figure something out yep. so you can see your children exactly. and be the best Not mum you can be. For life. And yeah, so now she's like, the, the kids have lost both of their parents. Wow. So it was a really interesting um, TV series. What I do sometimes is when I'm having dinner, I like to put something on and I'm like, oh, I'll just chuck something on that I'm not going to be that interested in mm-hmm. um, just so I can watch something for a minute. And it just sucked me in. So um, actually uh, last week I was talking about a Netflix series called Inventing Anna. Or Anna? Oh, yes. I've been thinking about watching this because it's got a lot of hype and I'm like, oh, do I start? It's something? interesting, but the character of Anna, I'm like, I just hate her so much. So it is hard to watch a show where you hate the character. Yes. A lot. It is. Um, mm. And I think one of the reasons, because this Betty Broderick, Dirty John um, TV series has been out for like three years or something. Mm. And I've avoided it in the past because I'm not a fan of Amanda Peet. Um oh. But she is playing the title role and she does fantastic. And she's one of those females in Hollywood who's not... She appears to have not fallen into the... um, the hands of a plastic surgeon. So she looks like a real person, Mm. a gorgeous person with incredible bone structure, um, but, you know, a real person who has wrinkles. Mm. Um... So, and Christian Slater's also in it. So, you can tell by, from the movies and the things I watch, I'm clearly into murder stuff. Murder. 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 So, um, yeah, that's an interesting little thing. I might give this a go, I think. Mm. Yeah, it, it does look interesting. But I, I'm guessing the reason you're not a fan of inventing Anna is because is Julia Garner, the title, um, she plays Tara Newell in the Dirty John <coughs> series. I'm guessing that's perhaps... Oh, I is this actually... where you were going with this? No. Or, oh. It's not. <laughs> I've just realised that Julia Garner plays Anna 
in inventing Anna, but she also plays uh, Tara Newell in Dirty John, who I'm assuming might be the new wife. No, no, no she's the daughter. The daughter. Um, so, oh, yeah, she does look a bit young to be, um, yeah, but she's in I mean, You never know okay, with so some I men. thought maybe that might have been the link, but <laughs> no, no. it was just that it was another show that I was like, oh, I don't know that I'll don't be interested in like this, that person. but I'll just mm-hmm. start watching it and see what it's like. And then I was hooked and couldn't stop watching. But the character of Anna is just vile. And she's, again, based on a real character or real person who really defrauded people, yeah. um, has absolutely no remorse for anything she's done has done interviews where people have asked her if she's remorseful and she's like, um, tell me what it is and I'll tell you if I'm remorseful. Oh, my goodness. <gasps> she's just a horrible, horrible human being. Oh. She's clearly a psychopath. And then these series are kind of giving light to these people. And well, my annoyance about her is she is still making money. Yeah. That Netflix program... Money is going to her. And they're really glamorising her in that by the sounds of Completely. it too. Completely. Mm-hmm. Like, and, yeah, and she's she's out of jail now and she's still getting, like, money and, you know, she's still on Instagram. People are liking the all of her stuff. I'm just like, she's a criminal. She's a psychopath. Wasn't she already wealthy? <laughs> no. She, no, she was So wealthy. the story okay. was she told everyone she was a German her- heiress. Oh, that's where that comes from. Uh-huh. Okay. And then because she was saying she was a German heiress, she'd be hanging out with these people who'd Rich had people. heaps of money mm-hmm. and she'd be like... Oh, I've, I've left my purse at home. And, <laughs> oh, no, my my father's not giving me my money this month because he got so upset with me for something. So you pay for it and I will pay you back next month, obviously. <laughs> and um, yeah, so, uh, and she stayed at a bunch of hotels and because she looks rich mm. and she, you know, they would just let her stay and stay and stay and then she'd be like, what do you mean my credit card is not working? It I was, Try it again. What, oh. are you stupid? Oh. So um, the accent is interesting. <laughs> are you stupid? <laughs> no, mine is not good. You do great accents. Well, I don't know. That's not a very good, accurate um, version of her accent, but she has a an interesting accent and don't know if that's cultural appropriate. Appropriate. Uh, well, uh, yeah, whatever. Um, but she's she's Russian-born who moved to Germany, so it's a bit of a combination of those accents. I think I can – she's just an a-hole. So I'm doing an a-hole accent because she's an a-hole. She is, yep. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I don't think I'm going to watch it, but – Oh, give it things. a go. Yeah. Yeah. I find it so hard to – find things these days to watch. Yeah. I just never know what I want to watch and my attention span to watch things is just so faded now. I just don't know. I'm like, oh, I can't be bothered watching this. So, I, I find it hard. There's so much choice mm-hmm. that I get um, anxious that I'm going to choose the wrong thing. Waste my time on the wrong thing uh-huh. when there's something right out there for uh-huh. me. It's like I, a relationship. Am I wasting my time <laughs> with this when there's something better out there? Oh, my That's God. If you're like. thinking that, you're probably in the wrong you're relationship. You're probably in the wrong... <laughs> Ewan. Um, but I, I, I'm a nerd. I'm, I'm doing, I like doing puzzles, so I like to have something on in the background that you kind of pay attention to and you kind of don't. Um, so I put on a movie uh, with Melissa McCarthy and um, Chris O'Dowd in it. Nice. And I cannot remember what it's called because I couldn't get into it and I was like, ah, I'm over it now, and I stopped watching. Um, but it's on Netflix and I think 
they've lost their daughter and she's unhappy and he's unhappy and in a psych ward. Oh, the Starling. It's called the Starling. Interesting because when you said Chris O'Dowd and Melissa McCarthy, I automatically thought this was a comedy. I know. But it's not a comedy by the sounds of it. It's not a comedy at all. And I assumed it wouldn't be a comedy but that it would have some, it would be dark but sometimes comedians are really good at dark stuff so I assumed it would be good Uh, and I think if I gave it a chance maybe it would be interesting but I just couldn't get into it I'm just like whatever 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 both of those actors can be serious oh yeah definitely why it would work yeah um we will be back momentarily you want to hear something really crazy I would love that so (laughs) Um, I've got, this will not be interesting to almost anyone, but I have to say it anyway, because there's a microphone in front of me and there's not a microphone in front of you. So, nah. Uh, well, there is one in front of you. There's one in front of me. But, but not <laughs> other people listening. Anyway, so, um, I went to pick up Bryce the other day from school, uh, to, a bit early to go to a dentist appointment. And so all of the kids are like you know, doing their own thing and they're noisy and the teacher's trying to get Bryce's attention and she's like, Bryce, Bryce. And eventually what she did was bump, bada, bump, bump. And all the kids' heads popped up and they went bump, bump. And it was like really freaking weird. It was like brainwashing, like <laughs> bump, bada, bump, 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 bump. And, like, it, it, all these heads just popped up and looked up and, like, I mean, it's a great way of getting the kids to pay attention really quickly because she's like, guys, 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 and no one's listening. But what has she promised them for that? Because they've obviously, yeah, brainwashed in a way to, to respond to that. Yeah, it's like Pavlov's dog. Yeah. I'm like, that is, it was almost freaky to watch. Like, if you could see that in a horror movie. It, it would be, like, cult status, maybe. Yeah, it was just weird. <laughs> But it worked. Wow, okay. I suppose you can't do it too often. You can't overuse it. It must be a very special, special thing to do. It's a teacher thing, I guess. It's a teacher thing. They have their ways of getting their kids' attention. If it works, it works. Speaking of uh, horror, uh, I have been watching Servant, which is a series on Apple TV. It is produced alongside M. Night Shyamalan, who I'm a huge fan of. I love Alongside. Does that mean he stands in the background and just be, like, talking? Or yeah. What does so that even he mean? He serves more as a showrunner. So he I has... don't even know what a showrunner is. They have... Are they the person that's like, I had the idea? Because I just... A stupid person like me just thinks a, ro- a, a showrunner is someone who's running around on set making sure all the jobs are getting done properly. I did too, but I have a feeling it's someone who has their, like, hands in... All, all the, the pies. pies. That's the saying, right? Yeah, so yeah. They really are the kind of overall say. So, yeah, it, to me, I thought a showrunner was more like an assistant that just runs around and does stuff. But Get me a coffee. Yeah, but apparently they have a lot of control over the the entire thing, how it looks, yeah. uh, you know, who's cast, all of those bits and pieces. So look, I guess I should, they run the show. They run the show. I should say it's actually That created. makes more sense now, doesn't it? It does. They run the yeah, show. Swap, swap They're a showrunner. Oh, my God. It's created by Tony Baskellup, so I probably should mention the actual creator of the show. And look, I, his name doesn't actually mean anything to me. Maybe if I looked at some of his previous work, um, which I probably should. But look, the series follows, you've got Dorothy and Sean. They're this Philadelphia couple. And 
you've got Lauren Ambrose who plays Dorothy and Toby Kebble who plays Sean and they decide to hire this girl named Leanne. She comes from this kind of Midwest town. She's very strange but she's this nanny to their infant son Jericho. But get this, Jericho is a reborn doll. So (laughs) I didn't particularly know what a reborn doll was but apparently some people purchase these dolls when they've lost a baby and it's a comforting mechanism for them but unfortunately Dorothy seems to think this baby is real so Leanne's arrival kind of begins some strange occurrences for the couple Uh, but you've also got uh, what's his Rupert Rupert Grin Grin, playing Julian Pierce yes he is the uh, brother to to Dorothy and he's quite He's well, they a, both got red hair, I get they it. They do. And he's a great character in this. He's a very, yeah, kind of blunt person who brings a lot of, yeah, I quite liked his role in this. But, yeah, it's interesting. It's in its third season now and it has been renewed for a fourth season. The episodes are quite quick. They're about 30 to 40 minutes and there's only 10 in each season. So you can oh, go it's through it's doable. It. It's doable. And, yeah, some strange kind of occurrences happen throughout. You know, Leanne's history comes back to haunt her because she's this mysterious nanny that shows up from nowhere and Mm. you know there's some other things that happen which I won't mention because people might not have seen it and they might want to experience it for themselves but yeah it's just one of those kind of interesting psychological uh, ones that I can get my head around Uh, but speaking of Harry Potter uh, Daniel Radcliffe is going to be donning a big wig and glasses to play guess who? Uh, Elton John? Weird L. Yankovic. Oh, well, I, I mean, he he's of, got the hairy legs. He does have the hairy legs. So, yeah, it's going to be a parody, happy comedy music um, a story, basically. And Look, I don't mean to be rude, but how tall is Weird Al Yankovic? Because I get <laughs> the feeling he feels like a tall human being. Um, and Daniel Radcliffe is the opposite of he, a tall human being. He is. He's small. He's short. Um, Weird Al. Nothing wrong with people of short stature. We are indeed both Actually, of short stature. And Rupert Grint, I think, is quite small too. He's also of short so, stature. Weird Al Yankovic is 1.83 metres, which I'm going to say... That's tall. That's like six foot. Six foot. So That's like my husband's height. They're going to have to somehow make him look really tall in this. <laughs> they're just going to have to get make like everyone, everyone, <laughs> everyone on your knees. Like that's so, it. I think that's on your knees, everyone. Um, and for some reason, uh, Evan Rachel Wood is going to play Madonna in it as well. I okay. don't get the reference between Madonna and Weird Al. Though. Did he is do a, a, a Madonna song? Maybe he did, and that's the a version of it. Because I'm just trying to think. All I can think of is, you know, mm. he did beat it, eat it, eat it. Oh, maybe stick it in your mouth and eat it. I'm sure he must have done some kind of a Madonna mm. parody. It's called mm. the well. It's called Weird, the L. Yankovic story. Which, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know when it's slated for release at this point. I think it's still in the works, by the sounds of things. But yeah, interesting look at his life and yeah. You know, he's a fun character. He's a fun character. He still does stuff. He does stuff. You know, it's good to be fun and, and you know, and he not, doesn't really offend too many people. <laughs> I'm sure he does or did in the past. But you can't you can't go through. Uh, can you imagine like he in what universe did it seem like he would be famous and as famous as he was? He's like, 
I'm going to be a parody artist. Yeah. Um, did he start off as a comedian who was a good singer or did he start off as a singer who was a good com- who was a that comedian? That is the question. Because I guess that's how what we're going to find out in the in the movie. Yeah. I think we'll uncover that. And I'm thinking by the sounds of it, he's got uh, Julianne Nicholson to play Weird Al's mother and Tony Huss is playing Nick, his dad. So there might be some reference to his childhood in this Mm. as well, which is interesting. And apparently his dad was a radio broadcaster and novelty record lover. Oh, look, Uh, see. Dr. Demento. I did not know that. He does not fall far from the tree then. Yeah, so, yeah, I think there might be some reference to, to his growing up and how he became who he was. He might have been a, like an opera singer or he was going to be like a <laughs> trained musician going off to some fancy music school oh and then decided, goodness. I want to do parody for a living. No, I'm actually pretty funny. I reckon he started out as a comedian who could I sing. I think so too. Because yeah. there's a lot of comedians who use comedy in, in, in song. Yeah. Because yeah. it, it works. Like Tripod, for instance. I can't sing, so... Well, that in itself is funny. <laughs> I think I'm toned down. Your voice in itself is funny. That's just what you want to hear, isn't it? Yes. So what? I mean, so who what? needs to sing perfectly and dance perfectly? Exactly. If you're enjoying yourself... Do it. Just do it. Don't yeah. care what anybody else says. Screw them. Um, So we're pretty much done for today. Look, I know the French Film Festival is happening soon, but I don't have the information in front of me for dates and times, etc. It officially opened yesterday. Oh. 9th of March. It's running through to April 6th. You can visit AF French Film Festival. Um, It's Alliance French Film Festival, but it's AF at the start. Yeah. Frenchfilmfestival.org. That's confusing. Uh, but yeah, there's a, a lineup of fantastic films there. There's one called Murder Party. Ooh, uh, hello. Is a juicy murder comedy. I think it's a bit like Clue, but in mm. French. So, and there's, there's plenty of other films to see yes. as well. There's uh, Authentic, which is a music documentary about the two hip hop. Uh, rap artist, Cool uh, Shen, I think his name is, and there's another one who kind of uh, really brought hip-hop and rap to, to France uh, in the kind of early, late 80s, I should say. Oh, there you go. So, who knew? Who knew? So French Film Festival happening now. Um, and I just saw um, Napoleon in the Name of Art is is coming up in next week as well. So apparently after Jesus Christ, Napoleon is the most famous man in history. I don't know if that's correct or not, but that's what it's saying here. And um, to Where, Mark, who come up with I that? I don't though? know. How do you rate that and score some that? kind of survey? You could argue Kim Kardashian is <laughs> more like. Uh, it's possible. So, to mark the 200th anniversary of Napoleon's death, this documentary explores the complex relationship between Napoleon culture and art. Oh, that does sound interesting. Oh, and it's narrated by. Um, Mr. Jeremy Irons. Nice. Hello. I do love that voice of his. Anyway, we're going to get out of here and I think I'm going to go with Prince. I'm not going to go with Fine Young Cannibals um, just because, you know, just prefer not to. I love this Prince song. If you're listening live, enjoy it. If you're listening to the podcast, go look it up. Um, And while you're doing that, um, also rate, review, subscribe, send to your friends, bombard them, be like, (laughs) this show's the best, man. How are you not listening to it? Um, just do all that stuff, you know, so Please. people know who we are. 
Please and thank you. <laughs> Please and thank you. Thank you in advance. <laughs> and if you're staying tuned on Radio Fremantle, uh, we've got Quizzy uh, coming up next, digging in crates uh, with all of his awesome records. So stay tuned. Catch you later. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by the gentlemen of pop culture.